what's the way to work with spark.frames.cache? How should we exactly use it? When exactly? And when should we not be using it? Because the .cache method, it's true. It will make things faster, but there are situations where it would make things slower. Also, it's important to notice when exactly are we going to use it and how. So basically, if we do multiple operations on a spark.frame.frame.filter.frame.select.frame.filter.frame.whatever, then at a certain point, we can stack there .frame.cache. And later on, when we would have the action, let's say .count, then this, only then, this would get uh, cached and we could uh, reuse this. Okay, so, so we already see that we can cache multiple data frames and the cache under the hood would try to fit the data frame into both memory and also disk. It's important to note that data frame dot persist will accept a parameter where we would tell it whether we want it to be cached only to memory, only to disk, off to memory and disk. And there are a few, a couple of more options there. So basically, whenever we do this, uh, we want to do this on parts of data frames that would repeat themselves. And if this part is a huge, gigantic part, we probably don't want to do this because it could possibly not fit our memory uh, and and disk. Okay, so so maybe there are other ways of optimizing our uh, Spark data frames working such that we would not need to reuse this data frame at all. So when we cache a data frame, we create a new variable for it. It's best to call create a new variable for it because then we could reference it later. Uh, if we don't do this, we would not have a way to reference this data frame unless we use create uh, or replace global uh, temp view. In this case, we could uh, also cache it and then reference it in Spark SQL as cache. Also, it's important to unpersist data frame after it's no longer needed. So we call a data frame that we have cached previously dot unpersist. This will prevent from having the caching layer uh, becoming pool. If it's pool, Spark will be able to manage it. It would start removing uh, evicting data from memory in an LRU style, least recently used strategy. But it's a good practice when you know that you don't need anymore the cache to just call explicitly the unpersist and unload uh, the memory and the disk. And this would save us from all this LRU hassle. Next tip is to just cache whatever we exactly actually need in the queries and not just cache everything, including things that we don't need. This includes both data frames and columns. If we have 100 columns coming uh, returning from a query and we cache this data frame because we need only one column out of them, this does not make sense. We could make better use of our memory and first do data frame.select column one and only then cache this data frame. At this point, I want to repeat. What do we cache? We do data frame dot 
filter that frame to select that frame to filter that frame what, what whatever and before we actually make the action we call that frame dot cache which would not cache at this point only at the point where we actually make an action like that frame dot count that frame dot collect uh, and etc. There is an overhead to the cache show. So as we said, if we have small data frames it, and we reuse them over and over, it might make sense to cache them. But if we have gigantic tens of gigabytes of data frame, then um, converting them to a data structure that we want to fit in memory and then placing them in memory and then later on evicting them, all this will consume some time, so we should take note of when we want to cache and when we don't want to cache. We want to cache on smaller data frames, on specific columns that we are going to use over and over. Check if there are no other solutions before caching and cache exactly what we need.